Well, welcome to another episode of the Going Deeper podcast. My name is Pastor Devin Blankenbiller, and it's great to have you with us as we just dig deep into the bedrock of God's Word so that we can stand and hold fast in these very unstable times. The title of today's podcast is Wrong Perception, Wrong Direction. Uh, we're going to be in John chapter 7, 24 to 31 today. And what do you think of when you think of perception? Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Perception is a way of regarding or understanding or interpreting something, right? I mean, it's usually we use our senses, our knowledge, our sight, our emotions to form an opinion on a matter. And sometimes our perception can be correct, and sometimes our perception can be incorrect. So let me give you an example of this. Um, as a pastor, there's times that I am near people when they lose loved ones. And so I could go visit someone who just lost someone who was very close to them, right? And if I go and visit them and I sense that this person is very stoic, that they're not showing any emotions, that they're very matter-of-fact or they're very keeping busy, um, I can, even though they lost someone that they loved and cared for, uh, I could perceive that maybe they're in the stage of shock, which is one of the grief stages, right? Um, I don't have to ask them. I could just perceive that. Um, However, I could perceive incorrectly, right? Because maybe this person is is grieving very hard. Uh, Maybe they're just holding back the emotions until I leave, right? Maybe they don't feel comfortable being open around me. Or maybe um, they're just not people who show emotion and that's just who they are. Or maybe they're slightly thankful that this loved one passed on because of the immense amount of pain the person was going through, right? And so I could perceive incorrectly, even though I'm using my senses correctly and I have certain information about grief, I could still come to the wrong uh, conclusion. And that's why I might ask the question, hey, how are you feeling, right? That instead of just using my senses or the knowledge, right, I will communicate and I'll ask the right questions so that I don't have to just perceive, but I can know the truth, right? Because if we get the wrong perception, we might then go in the wrong direction. We use perception all the time, right? We perceive if our bosses are angry or stressed out or feeling good, or we might perceive that everything's fine with our marriage. We might perceive that our kids don't want to talk when they spend time alone in the room. We could perceive that a person um, is like uh, or the character just on their appearance or, or the situation that they're in. And sometimes we do perceive correctly, but sometimes we perceive incorrectly. And again, when we perceive incorrectly, wrong perception, wrong direction. Well, today in John chapter 7, we see people making judgments and perceptions about Jesus, right? Uh, Jesus, in John chapter 7, went to Jerusalem privately um, to celebrate the Feast of the Booths. But then after arriving there, he began teaching in the temple. And it says this in verse 24, he finishes his teaching by saying, Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. Some of the people of Jerusalem therefore said, Is not this man the man whom they seek to kill? And here he is speaking openly, and they say nothing to him. Can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Christ? But we know where this man comes from, and when the Christ appears, no one will know where he comes from. So Jesus proclaimed as he taught in the temple, You know me, and you know where I come from, but I have not come on my own accord. He who sent me is true, and him you do not know. 
I know him, for I come from him, and he sent me. So they were seeking to arrest him, but no one laid a hand on him because his hour had not yet come. Yet many of the people believed in him, yet they said, when the Christ appears, will he do more signs than this man does? Um, listen, let me just share a couple wrong perceptions that are in this little passage here. Wrong perception number one, they thought because the religious rulers had not arrested him yet and allowed him to teach in the temple that they believed that he was the Christ. Listen, that was not true. They were plotting to try to kill him. They just did not do it yet. They were afraid. Uh, Actually, if you go down to verse 33 a little longer, they're going to send officers to try to arrest him. It was not Jesus' time yet, and they had the wrong perception. Wrong perception number two, Because they knew where Jesus was from, meaning they knew that he was born of Joseph and Mary and that he was of Nazareth in that town, um, they perceived that Jesus could not be the Messiah because, as they said, they don't. That when the Messiah comes, no one will know where he comes from. Again, this is wrong. First of all, Micah 5.2 clearly prophesies that the Messiah will come from Bethlehem, and all the popular tradition and teachings in that day said so, so that was wrong information. Secondly, they didn't ask where Jesus was born. They just assumed because he was from Nazareth that he was born there, but the truth is that he was born in Bethlehem. They also missed the whole big idea that when he did come, right, God made it clear that he was a Messiah because he was born of a virgin, heralded by angels, recognized as the divine by shepherds and wise men, right, and then greeted joyfully as a Messiah by two prophets in the temple. I mean, there was so much information proving that he was a Messiah at his birth, but they didn't know that and they perceived incorrectly. They were way off on that. And thirdly, they said, when the Christ comes, he's going to do more signs than you do, right? Again, wrong perception. Why? Were these people there when Jesus walked on water? Were these people there when Jesus transfigured on the mountain? Were they there when he multiplied the loaves and fishes? No, they were not. Were they there when he healed the crippled man of 38 years or turned water in the wine or healed the woman who was bleeding for 12 years? They were not there. And because of that, they judged it wrong. I mean, Jesus said to him, hey, you know, me? Sure. You know where I come from? Basically saying, you think you figured this all out? But he says, I have not come on my own accord. He, being God who sent me, is true. And him you do not know, right? Why don't they know? Because wrong perception makes wrong directions. We deceive ourselves when we perceive incorrectly. These people were perceiving Jesus wrong, and because of that, they were not putting their faith in him, and they were not turning to God. I mean, I I think it's incredible just to think, here is God's only son, right? Come from heaven, standing in front of him. As it says in Hebrews 1-3, again, this exact imprint of God, the fullness of God's glory dwelling in Jesus, according to Colossians 1, right? And was standing right in front of him. And they missed it. And we must be careful on how we perceive. Like it said in John 7, 24, judge with right judgment, right? And uh, let me just break it down a couple ways here. One, on how we can apply this to our lives. Real quick, 
we have to be careful that we perceive correctly in our relationships, right? Because we can very quickly make perceptions about people in our life, our neighbors, our coworkers, our children, even our spouses. And sometimes we perceive correctly, but sometimes we get it wrong. I can perceive that my wife is mad at me and I can kind of carry that with me all throughout the day. And um, But until I communicate with her, right, and ask her, I don't know for sure, right? And sometimes that perception is true. She is mad at me because I did something wrong. But sometimes it could be, no, hon, I'm burdened at work or I'm overwhelmed or I'm sad about another situation and I'm carrying it in my heart thinking that she's mad at me the whole right time, right? Listen, in love, we should always be able to sit down with a person, talk it out and just say, hey, I'm perceiving this about our relationship. Can you share what the truth is? You know, we should be able to talk that out. That should be a safe question, right? Um, Listen, uh, I know for me, many people will might perceive me as being distant in church or after the service or something. I've been trying to get better at it, but the way that I'm wired, a lot of times my brain is still spinning. Um, I had a lot of pressure and responsibility on me all morning. So after service, sometimes I'm a little scatterbrained and people might perceive that as like, I don't care or distant. Um, and, and that's just not true. Uh, and so I've had the opportunity to explain that to people who I'm close with. So they know how I tick and how I function, right? Um, And so I want to just encourage you, listen, in relationships, if you're not sure about something, don't always trust your perception. Just go sit down with someone, talk it out and say, hey, this is how I perceive things. Is that true or not true? Maybe it is true. Maybe your perception's right, but maybe it's not. Listen, the, the way that I want to close here, though, is I want to just share briefly a couple ways that we perceive incorrectly about Jesus, because this podcast is about us going deeper in our faith. And, um, and I think sometimes, just like they got it wrong about Jesus, we get it wrong about Jesus. So real quick, three, three things I want to share. One is we perceive Jesus as weak and effeminate sometimes, right? We see this picture of Jesus and we see a guy with long flowy hair who wore a robe all the time and known as a peacekeeper. And we think of him like wearing like colored glasses and throwing rose petals, right? And, and oh, we need to turn the other cheek and love our enemy. And sometimes we get this just weak perception of Jesus and that, that can lead us in the wrong direction because it leads us in the wrong direction. One is many men don't want to follow a guy like that. Two, some women don't want to follow a guy like that either because they don't feel protected. Or three, sometimes we think that Jesus' only message is peace and love, and we won't bring up any challenging issues in the name of Jesus, which that just isn't truth, right? The, the, the reality is Jesus was tough and tender, right? Jesus, yes, had grace for the woman who was caught in adultery, but told her, go and sin no more, right? Jesus didn't go picking fights with religious rulers, but he had no trouble telling them how it was, just like we read today. Listen, him who sent me is true and you do not know him, right? So many times a religious ruler tried to catch him in his words or or give him a, you know, a riddle to mess him up. And, and Jesus many times wouldn't even respond to them because he knew what they were trying to do. I mean, when we look to the cross and how Jesus, right, knew what was coming in the cross, yet allowed himself to be taken. Um, he didn't, um, you know, resist. Uh, when Pontius Pilate um, 
interviewed him. Jesus was, you know, had the opportunity to get out of it. And Jesus said, listen, the authority you have is only the authority that God gave you. I mean, Jesus took the nails in his hands and his feet and did not curse one person. Jesus was the toughest man who ever walked on earth. And we need to remember that when we either have confrontation or issues to know that, yes, uh, Jesus was tough. We can be tough. Jesus loved and we can love and we can walk in that balance. Second thing is sometimes we perceive that Jesus didn't choose us, but that we chose Jesus, right? It's our perception, right? That we, we heard of Jesus or we were raised in a Christian home or someone shared a message of Jesus with us or we heard it. And in our own common sense, we recognize that we had sin in our life. In our own common sense, we, we have this need to be forgiven. And, and that perception is just incorrect, right? John 15, 16 says, Jesus says, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that the fruit should abide so that whatever you ask in the Father's name may be given to you. Listen, why does this wrong perception lead us in the wrong direction? Because sometimes when we think that Jesus chose us, listen, one way we can become very prideful about that. We think it's all up to us. Or maybe when we struggle in our faith, we think, well, we chose Jesus so we can walk away with him. Or we get like kind of satisfied with just having this nominal level faith, right? But we have to recognize, no, Jesus chose us, right? Like without him speaking into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, without him drawing us, we would have never come. I mean, this is what we read a couple of weeks ago in John 6, 44, right? Unless the Father draws us, we would not come. He said to his apostles, I mean, his disciples, I chose you, you didn't choose me. And that just helps us to know, like as we're following Jesus, we are called and we are appointed by God. The times that we think maybe I should walk away in my faith. No, we're called and appointed by Jesus. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit whom you have from God? You are not your own, but you were bought with a price. So glorify God with your body. He chose us. And let me tell you, he's the one who keeps us. And the third thing I want to say is we perceive Jesus not as present when we go through hard times, right? We sometimes perceive Jesus that when we're going through hard times and struggle, our first perception, our first understanding, our, you know, judging our senses, Jesus, where are you? Jesus, why did you leave me? Jesus, why have you forsaken me, right? That can be our perception many times when we get, go through a hard times or a year like 2020 or a bad diagnosis or someone that we love betrays us, right? Or we lose a job or whatever reason it might be, sometimes we perceive that Jesus Jesus has walked away from us or is not with us. And when we do that, we get it wrong and we go in the wrong direction because the wrong perception is the wrong direction, right? We start thinking, oh, well, if Jesus left me, I'm going to pull away from him. I'm going to go to other things to make me feel better. Uh, I'm going to listen to bad advice. Um, you know, I'm not going to battle in prayer through this difficult time. When the exact opposite is true, that Jesus forewarns us that if you are my followers, you will go through troubled times. He says, in this world, you will have many troubles, but take heart. I have overcome 
the world, right? I mean, even right now, we're seeing just so much evilness in our culture, right? More than ever, we're like, Jesus, where are you? Jesus said in Matthew 24, listen, don't forget, he says, many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. Many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because of lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. I mean, this perception of Jesus, where are you right now in our world? Jesus says, this is what's going to happen to us. We get the wrong perception. You know, and we have to come back to the truth of what Jesus has said and what the Bible has taught us so that we judge correctly. I mean, Romans 8.28, just I want to give you this word as we, as we close here. For we know that for those who love God, listen, all things work together for the good, for those who are called according to his purpose, right? When we're called according to his purpose, right? For those who he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Listen, I am not the image of Jesus yet, but when Jesus allows me to go through hard times, he has not abandoned me. He's shaping me and molding me to be more like him. And then it says in verse 33 of Romans 8, it says, So who should bring a charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who should condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised and who is at the right hand of God and who is interceding and praying for us. I mean, you want to know an awesome truth that you don't have to perceive? When we go through hard times, Jesus is at the right hand of God praying for you and praying for me. And that should change the way that we walk out our lives. That should change the way that we handle our situations, that we perceive correctly and that we would go in the right direction instead of perceiving incorrectly and wrongly and and going in the wrong direction. So listen, I'll just read John 7, 24 one more time to close. Do not judge by appearances, but judge with right judgment. And caution us. Again, wrong perceptions will lead to wrong direction. Let me close in prayer today. God, we, we thank you for today. And I would just ask you, Jesus, would you help us to be aware of the times that we have perceptions about different situations or people or even about yourself? Lord, help us to understand that sometimes our perceptions can be wrong. And, and we don't want them to be wrong. We want to know truth and we want to perceive correctly. We want to judge correctly. Lord, I, I ask, would you please forgive us for times that we've judged correctly and that's led to worry or that's led us to walk away from you or that's led to pride, Lord, um, or that's led to anger or anything, Lord. Help, Lord, forgive us for those times, I ask. And Jesus, would you guide us into all truth, Lord? You have come from the one who is truth and we just continue to ask and I pray pray for everyone listening here today, that you will keep speaking your truth, God, that that truth would be a foundation, Lord, because we know where where truth is, and when we have truth, it will set us free. So help us to walk in truth every single day of our lives, Lord, and fill us again today with your Holy Spirit. We ask and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, thank you again for joining us for another episode of the Going Deeper podcast. We hope that this was an encouragement to you. If so, share it or like it or comment on it. And uh, we just encourage you to, to pass on the good word. Thanks so much.